today on the Scott Thompson Show on AM 900 CHML. An interesting letter uh, sent to councillors by uh, Hamilton Mayor Fred Eisenberger in regard to a trip to Waterloo uh, to observe their LRT process. Found it fascinating. I thought we should get him on and talk about that. And, of course, uh, when you talk about uh, things going on in City Hall and the news story of the day or week is consulting fees, we'll have to ask him about that as well. Uh, Here he is, uh, Mayor Fred Eisenberger from the City of Hamilton. Hello, Mayor Fred. How are you today? Great, Scott. How are you? I'm doing very well. Thanks for taking the time to join us as usual. Let's get it out here right away, the whole consulting fee thing. What's your take on this? Where do we go? How do we move forward on this? Uh, so two, two things, Scott. I mean, I'm, uh, I'm glad that we have an auditing system that, uh, that is able to catch these things and uh, make sure that we uh, are able to, uh, to correct uh, where we need to correct. And I think that's a positive, uh, positive item. In fact, uh, the fact that uh, these things have occurred is certainly not a positive issue. And uh, you know, we'll be we'll be uh, watching very carefully and making sure that our city staff uh, put some policies in place to prevent this from happening in the first place, and ensuring that the policy is followed so that we can uh, properly, uh, you know, use consultants uh, when appropriate, but only when appropriate, and uh, you know, and, and ensure that when we do uh, that, the the value of that work is uh, is going to be something that's going to contribute to the decision making process or the work that we need to do. So uh, I'm, um, you know, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm very disappointed that we are dealing with this issue, but at the same time delighted that uh, we have an auditing system that uh, that catches these things and then make, brings them to light and uh, allows us the opportunity to make adjustments and uh, and fix what needs to be fixed. Uh, is that assuming that this hasn't happened in the past? And I guess I'll get right to it. How does it happen? Who makes these calls? Well, we've had we've had auditing processes, uh, you know, going going for you know as long as I've been here. So this is not uh, not a new process. This is certainly an ongoing auditing system that uh, that audits various departments, uh, you know, uh, in various years. And you can imagine that uh, auditing is a very arduous process as you're looking through every every item of work that's being done and every contract that's being uh, worked through as a, as a large city. That that's a lot of work. So. It goes department by department, and it rotates to, throughout uh, different departments through different years. And so, uh, you know, it, it's possible, but uh, you know what? We uh, we are in the world of uh, uh, you know shrinking uh, you know shrinking the uh, the workforce, and that that's certainly something that has an impact in terms of uh, you know the demand for consulting work. And, and you know, often there's uh, there's a need to get the work done, and if there's a continuing pressure not to hire in new, then the only other way to get it done is to uh, bring in outside uh, consultants to be able to deliver that. Uh, I think that's that sometimes can be very effective to avoid from having to employ people on a full-time basis uh, going forward and not up, not not continue to add to the to the staff complement. But uh, sometimes it ends up, as we can see here, the you know being done in a way that isn't uh, necessarily cost-effective and delivering the kind of uh, kind of effective uh, service delivery that we would expect. So um, it, it's an ongoing process. I expect there'll be an audit, there, there'll be an audit of a different department uh, coming shortly thereafter. And uh, hopefully we, uh, you know, in many instances come out clean and uh, things are done appropriately. In this particular instance, uh, not so. And uh, it gives us an opportunity to get at it and fix it. All right, let's talk about LRT and uh, the note that you sent to councillors, uh, which I saw. And, and, and what happened up there? How did this all come about? Well, uh, uh, Kitchener Waterloo was having an open house for their uh, their the opening of their uh, new works facility and the arrival of their first uh, LRV light rail vehicle, and uh, so we thought it was a great opportunity to uh, 
not only go and visit, but to meet up with uh, the regional chairman, Ken Sealing, and uh, the city manager, Mike Murray, and uh, Tom Calloway, who was the council lead on the project, who, uh, you know, originally was a skeptic on the entire process, is now its biggest champion, and got an opportunity to talk to them about their experience, as well as the operator that uh, is going to be operating the uh, the, uh, the line uh, going forward the next 30 years. They have various booths set up in the in the building. There are thousands of people coming through. Uh, it's an absolutely fantastic service and uh, operations building. But more importantly, the information that uh, I gleaned there was uh, not only images and pictures of what the actual LRT looks like on the street in terms of tracking and uh, but also the impact that it has had on business. And, uh, you know, at, at the end of the day, uh, the, uh, there were only two businesses that were, in, in fact, uh, identified LRT as the reason for them not being in business. Uh, they had some, some traditional business churn, and they had 31 businesses go out of business, but they had 33 new businesses replace that throughout the construction period. So two overall, uh, you know, were, were identified as being ones that identified the construction as being the cause for their they're um, they're no longer being there. Uh, beyond that, uh, you know, we've heard messages in Hamilton of hundreds of businesses that are going to be uh, you know harmed by this or being thrown out of business. That's not at all true, uh, and we'll do everything humanly possible to ensure that access is provided all the way through the construction process. On the operating side, we learned that uh, in Kitchener Waterloo, which is a longer uh, LRT than uh, is proposed for here in Hamilton, their overall operating and maintenance cost is eight million dollars. Uh, and they uh, fully expect that to be offset by fares and by economic uplift, additional tax dollars coming as a result of uh, new investments, new commercial and, and residential investments uh, along the line. It is already happening, uh, and it is happening to the degree that they even anticipate that uh, the 1.5% additional tax they've had to levy because they've had to contribute some $250 million out of the local tax base, hmm. uh, they're, they're confident that even that, will be made up by the economic uplift that uh, that the LRT will help generate, which is already happening. So very, very important information. So it, it really puts to put to puts the uh, the notion of this enormous tax burden coming to the city of Hamilton as a result of this LRT is just a bogus statement, not based on fact. And uh, you don't have to go far to see evidence of quite the contrary. Want to hear more? Download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play. And listen to The Scott Thompson Show, weekdays from noon to 3 on AM 900 CHML.